thanks for thanks for for taking time out of your day. I, I know you're obviously a very busy man, and um, uh, as as most people would be uh, in these times, uh, they'd be a lot lot busier. So um, I really do appreciate that first and foremost. Um, but no more importantly, um, how are you? How's things? Yeah, not bad, mate. Obviously, not great with USA Rugby sort of uh, filing for bankruptcy. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, no, going going all right, I suppose. Uh, family's well, we're all healthy. So yeah, now pretty happy. How about you? Yeah, I've I've actually I've learned a lot about myself during these uh, interesting times. Uh, I think uh, a lot of people that I've spoken to are probably doing the same thing as well that you that you've probably spoken to as well uh, in, in their lives. Uh, I think most of all, I think a lot of people are starting to realise the importance of their own personal well-being versus going through their day-to-day jobs and uh, and not really aspiring to achieving anything well moving forward from that so it's been a very big learning curve i think yeah no definitely it's 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 like you say yeah it's a it's a great spot to reflect on what you do on a daily basis um so because obviously you've got more thinking time for yourself uh sort of a good time to look after yourself from a mental health perspective as well um, and I have to admit, it's been pretty cool to just switch off and not think about the game um, and just connect with, with family. What? Just talk a little bit about that then. So, so when did the USA actually file for bankruptcy? I haven't actually seen anything. Yeah, so uh, there was a little bit rumours that they were sort of unstable um, and then COVID hit us um, uh, towards sort of the end of February um, and then we had to sort of get out of the training centre, the Olympic training centre um, and then it was sort of just come out that they're going to gonna file for um, Chapter 11 or something like that. Um yeah, so then I thought, look, it's probably best to 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 get the side where it's a little bit safer in a way from a health perspective in terms of just our NHS is obviously amazing. Uh, the healthcare service over there isn't that great. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so as soon as that come out, I think that was maybe like the first week of March or something like that. Yeah, because um, I did hear rumours, but I didn't realise that they'd actually filed, filed for it. Filed. Yeah, no, they definitely filed for it. Um, I'm just checking: is the the internet all right? Can... Uh, it's it's a little bit jumpy. Yeah, I wonder if I open this door. I'm just trying to sort of block out the the noise. <laughs> That's all right. Um, so, so with that being said, then was it was it just um, the seven side of things, or was it across the full fifteen as well? Is it is it rugby in general, or are they looking at select parts of it? Um, across the, no, the, the whole basically the whole whole organisation. Wow, the whole organisation. So yeah, so it's obviously 
not a great spot for for a lot of people, as you can imagine. Um, so obviously, people getting made redundant, people contracts like my contract is on hold. Uh, loads of other people are on hold. I think it's on a skeleton crew that's left behind on half their wage bills as well. So. That's a it's a fascinating time, man. It's a fascinating time, but I yeah. suppose the whole world is in a in a crisis. So there's no time to feel sorry about stuff. You just gotta gotta look forward and sort of make the best of the time, I suppose. Yeah, of course, of course, and uh, uh, obviously my my thoughts go out to to the players as well uh, as the coaching staff because ultimately it's going to take on a knock on effect for them. So. Um, yeah, I, I was I was so so excited to to obviously watch the sevens last year when it when it was at Twickenham. Uh, so it was for me it was it, it, it's really great to see how sevens has really taken off. Um, and yeah, it's just a shame really that we've been we've been hit by obviously the 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 virus and um, it's had a negative impact on a lot of people across not only rugby but also across. Uh, daily life uh, so yeah it's, it's interesting um, but look moving on from that I want to obviously bring some positivity to the world as, as to you and um, I've been seeing a lot of your coaching videos <laughs> uh, a, a lot of uh, exciting things happening uh, a lot of your, your chats with people on Instagram uh, so it's been really cool to see how uh, you you're bringing bigger positives uh, to, to people's people's lives, uh, and more in particular, uh, I'm really I'm really excited by the coaching methodologies that that you that you install in the, in the people that you work with, um, because you've been around so many different environments. You've obviously seen a lot. You're obviously very experienced. Um, just talk a little bit about yeah. the coaching strategies that that you've that you've implemented across. Well, you've you've hollered for how many different clubs? Tell us a bit about about your journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, now I'm I'm very grateful for this uh, sort of uh, journey that I had from a from a, a rugby perspective over the years. So obviously, from South Africa, born and raised in in Cape Town, so that's sort of where I've learned the trade around uh, probably the game, I would say, because uh, over there you are sort of, um, you're probably pretty much born with a rugby ball in your lap. Um, so that's sort of where the, the hunger and excitement started properly. I think that the dream was created by uh, a, a particular moment that I that I use and I always reference to to this moment is the moment when sort of Nelson Mandela gave the 1995 Rugby World Cup to to Francois Pina. That's probably the moment that sort of sort of ignited this dream in terms of uh, I wanted to play for the Springboks. I wanted to be in Involved with coaching, I've had no concept what what coaching was at the time, but looked really exciting to help to help other people um, involved. So I got really excited about that, and that's probably where the the real big sort of rugby journey started for me. I'm quite lucky. Um, obviously, went to a, a, a fairly uh, sort of. Uh, um, 
properly like a lower end rugby school, as you would would put it in South Africa. Um, wasn't a big rugby school at all, so uh, played some some we had some some great times there in terms of the rugby we played. Lucky enough to to sort of get a scholarship at Stellenbosch University, so uh, 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 a rugby scholarship to ultimately go and play for for Stellenbosch University. It's, it's also the sort of the team that produces the most Springboks as well. So it was a, a pretty exciting time being being on, on like effectively a contract back there back then um, to just play rugby and, and study. Um, um, so yes, yeah, so I, I was really privileged to be sort of uh, uh, with Stellenbosch, and from there, I my home club was Durbanville Belleville Rugby Club, which was, was um, I'm not sure they I think they were a couple of years ago they were like the national champions, club champions in South Africa. So so really really decent club. So they looked after me pretty well, and over there I sort of ran an academy. So my first taste of um, of coaching was I, I was running this um, coaching disadvantage um, coaching program where I had um, all these farm schools. It, it's a um, it's quite a big farm region. So on on these all these big farms is uh, small schools that I'm talking about. Really small schools like like probably 100 200 kids um, in a in a in a in a portable cabin ultimately but I had some cracking little athletes there so I, I got I managed to get all this I used to go around the schools and and sort of introduce the game around the schools there that was absolutely brilliant um, I started like my own um, through the club started an academy which I quote <laughs> an academy team um, from I think we had like teams from under nine to under 13 which was absolutely brilliant so I just used to bring all these guys in um, I used to bring them in um, and then put them so all there was about 10 12 different different farm schools put them together in a team because they couldn't play on their own so I used to just start uh, had a team with them and then we'll compete against against loads of the other top schools in in sort of sort of the region in in western province at the time so that that was pretty pretty successful fun there i sort of built a uh, like a, a more of a senior academy 13 to under 18 it was um so that was pretty cool times and there i've learned a lot of things around coaching and then eventually came over over here over to england in probably 2007 now so so it's a long long time ago when i came over here and ultimately no one knew me when i rocked up over here it was uh it was a big gamble i remember I remember sitting on a play, a very naive, young, immature. I was sort of involved in and around a professional game in South Africa. Couldn't quite uh, manage to get the, the full professional rugby club, uh, rugby contract at the time. And then I sort of went, right, I'm going to England. No real concept where England was at this stage, but I thought, right, I'm going to go over there. Everyone goes over there. What's um, on the TV thought, do you know what? I'm going to jump over the pond and yeah. see what they do. <laughs> Literally. So obviously, um, familiar with with London Wasp at the time, Wasp was all obviously the the team of, of that era, so won everything Dome and Leicester. So they're familiar familiar with those guys. I remember sitting on a plane and I sort of went, oh, "What the hell am I doing?" Because I've got nothing sorted. I don't know where I'm going to go, what I'm going to do. 
Uh, <laughs> so I, I took risk. I took, I took a big risk, and I'm a, I'm a big risk taker anyway. So yeah, I was quite excited by, by where it could potentially lead to. Um, yeah, and did some various little bits over here um, from a coaching perspective, involved with schools, summer camps, and all sort of stuff. And, I, and my first role at Harlequins, for instance, I spent eight years at Harlequins. So my first role there was I was a HITS project officer, which is a, a managing a social inclusion program. Um, but that was the only job that was a community job, ultimately, but that was the only job that was available. Um, but I'm still very, very grateful for that opportunity because that opportunity they reminded me of the sort of disadvantaged work that I, I was doing in South Africa because the, the ultimate purpose of this program was to use rugby as a vehicle to ultimately um, break the antisocial barriers around uh, around the inner city. Uh, so it was a great way for me to start using rugby as a as a tool to sort of sort of um, try and change change their lives. But obviously deep down I wanted to be in a professional game. But I'm grateful for this community role because this role sort of challenged my creativity. It really sort of ignited um that I've got a, a, a this sort of problem-based learning concept that I that I've um, are very biased towards. Um, so it really made me think about things differently. Because number one, these kids had no concept of rugby. Rugby was sort of what rugby? Why? why yeah, it's like an rugby? alien, so alien sport a, to them. Yeah, of course. Exactly. So you find yourself on an estate. Trying to trying to coach rugby, so you have to be very very creative in terms of how you're going to capture that particular audience. Um, so it, it it never looked like rugby, but the fundamental principles of the game um, in terms of these core values that we sort of fell in love with and and live by. So I I, I had to bring them alive through the games, and ultimately we got to to a stage where um, we. We sort of produced some some pretty cool guys who's in and around um, the, the the sort of Harlequins Academy. As I progressed through the academy, these guys, some of these guys were following me. I remember finding um, um, uh, one of one of the, one of the kids that I'm still in contact with today. Uh, found him in a care home, 15 years old back at time. Incredible athlete, and he managed to play pretty much all our our. Um, all our sort of uh, uh, academy under 18 games. He played in the seventh premiership for me. He played, I took him to Mauritius with Harlequins to go and play in the World Club Tens. Wow. So yeah, it was a great vehicle to, to, to sort of, sort of, um, 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 sort of, pretty much sort of started this career and then I was lucky to progress into the elite level side ultimately within Quinns um, yeah and then while I was at Quinns I coached Lithuania for two years I was probably four and a half yeah four years with England Sevens under Simon Amor learned some incredible lessons there um, had a brief stint with uh, Germany to help them sort of qualify for the for the Olympic qualifiers just recently before I joined uh, USA Sevens, so uh, assistant coach for the women at the minute. Um, yep. So yeah, yeah, l- lucky to sort of seen all these different sort of cultures and the way people learn and 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 sort of think about about stuff. Um, 
Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, that's sort of just a snapshot around the, <laughs> the, the journey and, and how I sort of found myself where, where I am today. <laughs> all, from, all from you jumping on that plane and not knowing what you were going to do. It's, it's amazing uh, because uh, it's, it's really opened you up to some areas. One in particular area that, that I really like to talk about is bridging the gap, okay? Because there is, there's a, there's a huge gap between... Um, societies that are, are less fortunate uh, and they're obviously they're, ever, they're, they're developing they are developing um, and, um, and you mentioned obviously Harlequins gave you the community role to go out there and bring bring something active and purposeful to these, these young individuals lives um, through sport and how, how did you how did you start in that role? Because I, I think I think I'm gonna lead on to, to the end the end goal of why I'm saying this. But I think what how you how you're able to develop strategies and work within creating a an active environment. What was the first thing that really sprung to mind when you first took on that, that role? I know we're going yeah, back so, a long time. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. This is uh, I, I talk us through that. Cause I'm, yeah, yeah. Because I'm uh, so. So for me, I I understood that because because my upbringing was um, was similar to to a certain extent. So I and and understand understood certain behaviors. I, I I knew what it was like to to struggle, have some tough times. I I, I for me, I mean, I I was born in '83, so uh, as you can imagine, back then uh so i i was in that first period of of, of a, a little bit of a path tape before um before obviously we, we united as as sort of sort of one beautiful country that that we have now back in south africa um so i i had my my upbringing was 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 challenged in 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 multiple ways but I'm grateful for the sort of uh, values that my parents has instilled in in our household so um, and never really it's only now that I understood or understand how how I was sort of um, how I was brought up because all these stuff was sort of hidden away from us as, as kids but we knew I remember when I finished school my last year of school I sort of all, all my mates and everyone was going to go to university. I sort of, there was no money for me to be able to, to go to university. I had to put all my eggs in one basket and sort of took a year off school to, to literally all the eggs was in one basket to go play, to work as hard as I possibly can to ultimately get a, a scholarship the following year and I was I was lucky I knew if I get my if I could play some decent rugby and I'm um, I'm performing in front of the right people something will will happen and then I was quite lucky however the following year I got the scholarship so in Stellenbosch and I think five games bam tore my groin off my bone out for nearly 18 months and I go Geez, if this was if this was wow, that sounds fast, painful. Fast, yeah, fast forward a, a, a few months before that, while I yeah. had all the eggs in one basket, what would have happened with me uh, now? Where where would I have ended up? Because there, there was no way I would I would be able to afford to get the appropriate um, recovery, physiotherapy, and all those 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 X Y Z stuff. So. I really, I could, I could live through their eyes when I started that 
that role. I could be a role model for those guys. I knew I, um, um, I've got a real hunger and passion to, to coach beyond the game. I, for me, it was never about the game with those guys because the game was irrelevant for them. They weren't going to be professional rugby players. But I had an opportunity here to, to ultimately change something within them or whether it's just a small part that I can change. Um, it, it could potentially be a significant change. Um, so, so, so that was my strategy. It was always about how can I, can I build these, these cool relationships with these guys. And I, and, and I, and I promise you, it was sometimes that I, I was demotivated because I come from sort of uh, where I've been in and around professional rugby. I was sort of head of an academy at the time as well. So I was in and around the sort of starting of the, the elite coaching sort of side as well. Back then, here I am doing a, a community role, but I, I was ultimately confident about where I ultimately want to, to, to go. Um, so the strategies was always, I try to use this sort of um, uh, analogy, uh, do the best with where your feet are. Yeah, okay. So my feet was there. I had to change things there and then within in that program. I tried my my utmost best to to change some shape of a behavior uh, within their daily life. So uh, yeah, was it a, a strategy per se? No, it was just me as a person and um, trying to create an opportunity that sort of other people created for me along the way. And I, and I knew I could be, I could be that perhaps that level of support for, for those particular individuals. It's, it's really inspiring because you've, you've got the relatable aspects of it from your own upbringing, which yeah. I think that's a true testament to know that you can understand what they're doing because you've done it. Uh, yeah. And a lot of a lot of what coaching is all about is tried and testing certain aspects of your own sport. Because if you know that something works and it's it's following along the principles that you work with, you're able to then emulate that when you actually deliver it. Um, yeah, exactly. so that's really exciting to hear that. Um, in terms of your creative element, because during the time <laughs> now from Harlequins. So obviously being uh, with the USA team, your creative elements would have got so, so much stronger that I, I could guarantee you'd probably create something out of thin air that you probably wouldn't have done 10, 15 years ago. I'm, I know I'm like that, even when I'm with someone in the gym, because I'm able to, to learn from those experiences. Um, what would you say to a younger coach coming through the system because you've seen it, you've been there, what would you say to a young rugby coach coming through the system and wanting to obviously fulfil their full potential? I'm going to use that word because... Yeah. <laughs> um, Coaching full potential, yes, mate. Exactly, yeah, let's let's talk about it because that, that's where I wanted to, to finish up. Uh, you're obviously coaching for potential, of course. Let's, let's fulfil yeah. that. So... The, the, the one bit of advice I always give young coaches, don't chase this uh, professional thing. I made this mistake. I wanted so badly to be a professional coach um, that I was chasing it. I was chasing it daily. Yeah, it's nothing wrong with, with, with 
upskilling yourself and really build this sort of knowledge base so you can ultimately be an expert in your field and when you have conversations you can you can you can stand toe to toe with it with, with with everyone it's always i always say you you must know your shit if you know your shit you can stand toe to toe with anyone <laughs> in the world <laughs> so know your shit um but the, the first one would be don't chase this professional thing that's too many young coaches out there that we chase this professional thing and i've i've made the the mistake probably in my last few years in harlequins when i started getting recruited by by multiple um uh, different clubs to sort of progress into ultimately first team sort of sort of stuff um where i I started getting really frustrated because I was sitting here. Um, the environment that I was sitting in wasn't sort of sort of sort of um, providing me with the opportunities that I that I um, that I was getting from the other from the outside. Um, and then there was some complication stuff that happened along the way from contractual stuff that I uh, probably not best to go to go into those those type of details. But um, yeah. And probably I've probably lost touch a little bit with with my why at the time, so I had to really re- refine why I coach. And it was about it's about inspiring and developing people. That's ultimately why I coach, regardless of where I am, whether I'm in in, in front of an audience with world class players or whether I'm standing and delivering to a under nine. Uh, 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 session, I I, could, uh, I had to really sit back and refine this world class concept because you can be world class in anything you do. You just got to really understand what that world class means to you at that particular time. And I was chasing it so hard, and I was I was probably not uh, building my relationships as well. I should should be building a relationship, always great relationship with my players because it's always about my players. But I probably didn't invest as much time um, as I perhaps should have invested with, with the the rest of it, the environment because at this stage, I'm, I'm pretty effed up. <laughs> if you can, you can put it that way. Um, yeah. Based on frustration. And it, it because I've had this burning desire to to chase this, this is the man. This is why I always wanted to coach. I wanted to coach, coach South Africa, you know. So this must be my route. So why am I not getting? Why, why is things not happening? So I would say, don't chase it. Where you are, be the best, best possible version of yourself, and then you're gonna, gonna, gonna really sort of change and yeah, um, you're gonna uh, what model behaviors. If you model the right behavior. Uh, the environment, the people in that environment will be modeled the same type of behaviors. Um, yeah, that, that, that would be one of the, the pieces of advice for young coaches. And like I said, know your shit. If you want to, if you want to go, if you want to go stand toe to toe with, um, with, with people and you really want to push up, you've got to upskill yourself. You've got to figure out what is clear clarity around your why, why you coach. What is it about coaching that you really sort of sort of enjoy doing, um, and then really be purposeful around that whole concept of how you're going to make yourself a better coach, ultimately. And then that's that's when when you when I always say when that train stops at your station, you're ready, you're ready to jump on, and then you can stand toe to toe with 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 anyone along the way um and a third piece of advice would be be curious stay curious curiosity 
drives innovation. So stay curious about, about everything. And whilst you're staying curious, you stay connected to your inner child. I can be very childish sometimes. Not immature, childish. <laughs> <laughs> your parents will say it's you're immature. Good. Your parents are going to say yeah, you're immature. I think <laughs> everyone else will say I'm immature. I want to stay... I want to stay true to to yeah, you're true to, to yourself. To that side. Yeah, you're true to yeah, yourself. And, yeah, and why would you why would you yeah, change cause, that? Because that's where the creativity comes from. You asked that question earlier in terms of methodologies. It's it's about mm. problem based uh, learning. How do you change behavior? Um, and this is what I'm after. Can I whatever I do um, have a slight difference to what I do? Is it problem based learning where they are engaged? People are going to get better. I'm going to change behavior. I'm going to change the way people think. But alongside that, it's it's sort of high challenge environment cognitively, but it's a high support environment. Um, and ultimately, it's a high love environment. So, so that's sort of so my principles is very much my principles that I use on the grass. It's very much it's it's play. The word play is split into multiple sectors. Um, from the P, the A, the Y, the L, the, the, the or P, L, A, Y, they all sort of split in, in sectors that have certain meanings. And, and this would be my criteria that I, I sort of measure myself on. Um, what, what are those meanings? Yeah. Explain that a little bit because I, I was really curious as, as to as to you saying that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very inquisitive uh, as myself, just by nature. Um, yeah. And I think it's very important that um, just running off three principles in my head, um, I, I think it's very important to be uh, to innovate, uh, also to inspire, and also to educate. Those are the three pillars for me that I follow. Um, that's why this year for me, 2020, has been all about education and network. Um, yeah. Who can I speak to in a network of sport, uh, sp- specifically, obviously, in rugby, um, because I've grown up with it since I was five years old. And my first... Uh, ever game that I went to was funny enough Francois Pinar's last so um, yeah, yeah for Saracens, Saracens. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm a Saracens fan so everyone listening to this okay fair enough um, <laughs> we're, we're going down but yeah look, look at Bristol Bears mate let's, uh, let's see what their, their, yeah, their salary yeah, cap yeah. reels up um, but um, <laughs> another topic altogether. <laughs> another topic, yeah. Another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, talk about the play principles because I really like it. It's fascinating, and it's good that you've got your own thing that that you run with, uh, and people see that. So talk, talk. Yeah. So so I had to come up with. Um, I had to really be able to measure myself on a grass, and um, but so I, I'm 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 probably biased to uh, like. Play. I think play is such an important part because it's got you got the emotional connection uh, around it. It's you, you can provide psychological safety within in that within the play. You just watch. I watch my daughter here in 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 the back garden and how she tries to to sort of problem solve and find solutions to stuff and getting frustrated. And I'm just sort of kicking back and go. Come on, then. <laughs> Let's crack on. <laughs> you, you've got it there, because I, I sort of, I, I want to see where it's gonna, gonna, gonna lead to. Um, uh, so you can provide all those, those sort of, sort of stuff within it, because we know play um, change behavior. People sort of explore more deeply when it's a purposeful 
meaningful concept of play. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm very biased to that concept. So um, everything I do, <laughs> as hard as it is, sometimes I try and do it in a in a very playful manner, but that highly sort of maximize learning within that. So I got right play. That is so brilliant. The word alone excites me so I, I i broke it down so the p i talk about my four p's positive yeah positivity i want to have a high level of positivity where within my within my um within my sessions it needs to be purposeful so everything i design has to be purposeful yeah and then it's problem based everything has to have a problem in there sometimes it's a little problem sometimes it's a big problem i i, I vary there's a lot of variation in terms of of, of how that problem is because i want to develop solution-minded people um and then preparation preparation is key with everything you do so i think about if i want to present a meeting then i'm going to have to put the work in because i know right i've got this number of minutes for my meeting i really want to um i want to use the story to create the learning because um, i am really i challenge myself incredibly hard this year to every meeting must be different but the the learning must stay consistent within it in terms of if there's two things i need to get out of it it might be a deck of double cards i bring up it might be the next meeting might be i'm doing a kickoff session through um just a deck of cards that I'm that I'm presenting on the floor. We're having a meeting that's an aerial meeting, 360 meeting where everyone can sort of stand and watch the floor, and we'll work through our setups. We'll we'll I'll just facilitate questions around where do we go, how do we set up against this this defense, and the girls will just sort of manipulate the cards where they may get. This guy yeah. means this jumper. This card means this is New Zealand's best jumper. They're going to be there. How do we, how do we defend that? You just sort of play, play around with it. Um, the L, the L is love and learn. So high level of love within it. I don't always get get it right, but you you try and have a have a. Yeah. Um, England sevens. We openly spoke about love there, and the environment was so cool. Um, it was one of those environments where you um, you'd go work there for free. Because the environment is created yeah. for success for you as an indiv- individual to ultimately be successful. So I love I love that place. I learned uh, that really in depth of that principle there. And is uh, so love and learn. Everything is maximized by learning. Everything must be related to learning. Uh, learning the game. Learning about yourself. Learning about the people around you. Um, um, and then the A is adapt very adaptable you must always be adaptable within your session attention to detail like i say the more you know you should the deeper you can go into the the depth layers of details especially when you work with elite players because you you need to have a conversation at a different level um with these with these people to ultimately make them better at or push them a next step on but it also gives you an opportunity to what i call be a lion you can just kick back and observe and find the cool stuff that's that's happening um, within within the sessions. Um, uh, and then uh, the why is ultimately why I coach, inspire, and develop people. Uh, so that's my grass principle. So hopefully, if you come out and you see me on the grass, you can you can tick box loads of these stuff that you sort of observe in a session. So that, that's Amazing. my print print play principles, and they remind me of. 
of how best I need to create learning or what's the best way of create, creating a learning environment. Ultimately. Do you find that you stay grounded because of those <laughs> principles? Because a lot of people might, might see those and they might just go completely 100 mile an hour. I think, I think you'd be right in saying that, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but those principles allow you to stay grounded not only in your sporting life, but also in your personal. Because they're, they're transferable, surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they they are they are sort of the, the the daily stuff, daily stuff. How do we? How do you you make stuff? Even now in lockdown, I've got a, a, a and the cool the cool thing now is that I'm in lockdown. There's I've just started this creative online um, uh, that I call the creative online skill. Uh, as an online learning is the creative skills lab. So I'm coaching a, a, a number of people across the world yeah. like this in this format online which is brilliant which challenges me in a in a in a different way because i've got to think different because i'm not there i can't show you so i have to come yeah, up with some some of the some videos cool ways some to, of the videos to, to, to the vent to... oh they're, they're amazing yeah so like now i have the... to do them myself <laughs> the, the best one the best yeah, one for, crazy, for right? people listening um i will share the video uh on on my instagram page but um it, it's a view in your garage with the two balls and you're going from side to side and it's going around the back. Oh, it, it's incredible. But it, it teaches you the hand-eye coordination aspects um, of yeah, yeah. what to expect, not only it being for rugby, but also just in general um, general everyday life. Because if you think about it, if when you're playing different sports, uh, it, it, it could be anything from netball to basketball. It, it's Everything is all transferable um, in that sense. But... Um, I'm going to yeah. move on to to, to a final note um, uh, on this. Okay. Uh, what 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 do you sort of see for the next three to six months in terms of sevens rugby? Uh, I know, obviously, with what you've told me in terms of the USA filing for for the bankruptcy, um, but but what do you see in terms of the sevens game itself evolving? What what, is, what does it look like to you? What would you like to see? Um, well, it may not just be sevens; it could be a full fifteens. Who knows? Um, yeah. What do you see? You know, I think I've had this conversation the other day. I think people are, I think people are going to be it's so creative, man. I think defenses is going to change. You're going to see some ridiculous stuff <laughs> over uh, over the next uh, that that first period when people are out um, um, back in in the game with it sevens or fifteens. You saw because people have got time to think. You got to really. You've got some time to really reflect on on how you did stuff previously. Um, you've got that. You've got time to think about different stuff. I mean, I sit here and I, and and for some somehow um, some of these backyard skills just comes to my brain, and I go, ah, this I can, I can do, I can do that a little bit. I can do X, Y, Z. So I think I I think perhaps is going to be an opportunity for coaches to think differently about stuff. Because um, they would really have time to reflect on stuff. Um, I also think you might see a little bit more skillful players coming coming to forefront because now the guys are forced to work on their own skills in the backyard. They are away from coaches that that sort of sometimes one glove fits all in terms of technical models that they throw out there. Um, you can only do stuff a certain way. Um, um, so you'll see some more skillful stuff um, coming to forefront or, or players that sort of just 
work on different type of stuff that um, sort of they are constrained by the environment per se. Um, so uh, let's say, for instance, you might have someone who 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 struggled kicking with his left foot because he's a predominantly right foot kicker who who might be better when they come out <laughs> in terms of of, of um, um, games coming out. I think there will be a, a really sort of a, a, there might be a, a, I am hoping a creativity a more a more creativity around strategic play and tactical play um, from first and second phase uh, especially especially in 15 because yeah can be no so massively I, I'm, I'm totally in agreement with that I think, I think yeah, one thing that you I, I'd like to see um, and I don't know whether or not it will happen or not, but we've seen a lot of athletes in the past that have gone cross disciplines. Uh, and in terms, obviously, the financial breakdown um, with some of the sports, uh, I think it could open up the door for for people uh, to to go and try a new sport as well. So, particularly when I'm what I'm referring to, uh, Mr. Sonny Bill Williams, if you do listen to this podcast. Um, you might have actually set a trend for for young athletes coming through, um, because yeah. he's 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 done boxing. He's he's played rugby. He's played he's played rugby league. Uh, I don't know if there's anything that he can't do, um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> and uh, and he's obviously got a great family around him that, that support that. So um, yeah, I think I think this yeah. time now could really see the younger athletes coming through wanting to play other disciplines as well, whether or not the other, um, the other governing organizations will allow it. Who knows? But if there's a demand for it, it can open up the door for a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and in terms of your, it's a great opportunity. Yeah. In terms of your next three to six months, what, what do you, what do you see for yourself? Because there's a lot changing. I'd like to obviously see more of your videos because I think they're great and they're, and they're <laughs> enjoyable to watch and uh, they're, they're exciting and fun. Um, I, I do my own stuff uh, at the moment, which is more rehabilitation aspects, but um, it, it's good. It's good that I'm able to to see things and where next progressions will be. But from, yeah, yeah. from your own development and from your own career, what 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 are you what are you planning? Anything exciting on the horizon? Uh, teach a little yes, one how to play uh, sevens. <laughs> yes, she's already passing, mate. We've got a, a, a bedtime routine. Get get Brilliant. the reps in before you go to bed. Um, no, look, it gives, it's a great opportunity for me to um, sorry sort of be a little bit more courageous. I would say, which is a pretty important skill as well within coaching. So I've I've, um, I've really pushed my I'm, I'm I'm pushing coaching for potential a little bit harder than perhaps that I did in the past in terms of my consultancy business. Um, I've just launched the obviously the 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 crazy of skills lab so it's 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 online for 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 players of all abilities if they want to sign up to that it's pretty cheap as well so you can sign for one of sessions or four week program as well i'm going to launch uh the coach mentoring program um as well online program where i'm just going to try and uh, support as many coaches um over a course of uh four weeks um especially in in, in this period and i'm um uh, i'm recognizing that i've uh, in my young career i've sort of learned a lot and i'm in a good position to actually try and help other people as well 
Um, so that's what I'm what I'm working on at the minute. Re- really working hard on my sort of website, which will be live soon, <laughs> imminently. So Great this stuff. is and this is this is stuff that I'm, I'm sort of teaching myself as well. So I'm yeah, building yeah, it yeah. myself. So really building it myself. So it gives me a platform to ne- learn some new skills as well. Um, so, so I'm really working hard on that. I'm, I'm in a process of uh, launching an ebook as well. So I might as well put all these games and and um, and stuff that I've sort of over the years built and sort of made my own. I'm sticking them in an ebook of uh, I think it's like 15 games and skill stuff that's in there that uh, will hopefully go on sale soon. I just need to get a a few academic eyes scan through it to make sure that I you always do the yeah. appropriate words yeah um yeah so yeah that, that's sort of where I'm, I want to push coaching for potential um and really take it to to a new level and see how many people I can help across the world from a coaching perspective um I look I, I've I've always thrived on on uncertainty so um obviously with usa we've we've still got sort of the olympics hanging there um um, if fingers crossed if everything works out we we might be resuming duties pretty soon hopefully and that means i might be able to complete this olympic campaign with the girls um and really see where we can go from there. Um, but but any, any, any further than that, I'm I'm not so sure, mate. I I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I would like. I don't think to. anyone really knows. Yeah, it's it's yeah. our own territory. But um, it's great to obviously see that you've got a lot of things in the, in the pipeline, and um, I'll be sure to obviously yeah, keep yeah. track on how they develop. And um, no, yeah, and, you, yeah, and links will be in bios. Um, so obviously to seeing where, where you end up so people can start following the journey and, and seeing yeah. where you've progressed from. I'm just very uh, excited, to, as I said at the beginning of the show, uh, to have you on today uh, and to obviously see that you have inspired my coaching journey. And um, uh, it, it's great to, to obviously have the right people um, in networks that add value because without that, you can't grow. So, no, um, for anyone listening today, nothing grows in an yeah, exactly. nothing grows in an, uh, in a comfortable space, mate. Exactly that, exactly that. Well, look, Warren, thank you very much for for taking time out of your day to speak to me today, and um, yeah, look forward to to catching up with you in the future. No, thank you for having me, mate. It's it's always um, I'm always honored and privileged to have conversations like this because um i know what it's like to 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 work your way up and push through the the tough times and the hard times which is always ahead of us um i know what it's like to to fail incredibly hard um but there's always there's always something something pretty exciting behind the door you just got to keep knocking at it um, and be persistent but no, thank you for having me, mate. Really, really appreciate it. And um, yeah, thanks for the kind words. And and I just do what for for, for stuff like this. It's um, it's pretty pretty inspiring that I know that my stuff is helping others. So thanks for having me, brother. No worries. Thank you.